but you should be able okay, to right. record but it. Where is the recording? Michael. Okay. What? <clears throat> All right. Brady, what is your middle name, George? Michael, I'm trying to launch the podcast. It's clearly, Jer- we know we, oh, we wait, know no last name, name, and we shouldn't give it. We're not going to dox our own podcast host, especially Hello. our gambling expert. Am I allowed to start the podcast, or are we just going to keep talking? Kick it off. Brad's middle Kick name. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It's a Gate, the podcast about four or three and a half reluctant Stargate SG One fans okay that's it for the intro that was great don't sound too excited yeah (laughs) you know what it's been a week (laughs) this week fucking sucked Uh, it was pretty bad there there was nothing i want to do more than watch uh, a middling shitty ass sci-fi show from the late 90s but we do it because it's good for you like running so here we are Spending our Friday night talking about <laughs> this okay, shitty middling it's like it's like sci-fi running. show. Wait, yeah, it's we're just like running or like eating Cheerios. It's just like long-term small good habits, you know. I can't wait till we pretty much just trick the actual Stargate fans who listen to this podcast, if they ever do, into thinking like, oh, wow, these are fans. And they start listening. It's just us just shitting on the show. They're, they're going to be pretty off-put from episode one. I don't think they're going to follow us down. Yeah. Anyway. I think our people okay. might be in like the the alt space where it's like, uh, well, you know, it's like hate watching. You know, maybe there will be fellow hate watchers that become our fans. Jen, you yeah. talk so much about hate watching. I think you only know how to watch something and via hate watching. Hate watching for you just might be regular watching. That's no, not he watches like he he only watches good movies. Newsroom. I he doesn't. Okay, we're not going Michael, down this Michael, path. We didn't even start. Michael, I can't talk to you about like, oh, I just watched fucking The Night of the Hunter, the 1955 fucking movie. Like, you're not going to watch that shit. So I don't talk about that Well, actually, John, whenever you tell me to watch an old movie, I watch it. So you could suggest it to us. And I think maybe Michael. Yeah. Maybe we start. I I think the Hitchcock shit is a good, like, transition, like the North by Northwest shit. So maybe, maybe we'll start a North by Northwest podcast. Maybe we'll have yeah. a special episode. But in the meantime, we should probably do the episodes of this show. <laughs> and we've only done one. So where we are, listeners, if there's any of you, we've completed one episode. Uh, it's, you know, it's the first Not episode. Out Not out yet uh, in record, you know, in the time that we're recording this. But I'm sure when you're listening to this, there's going to be a whole library of these. <laughs> we release episode two before episode one. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Let's fuck up the timeline. Anyway, so this week uh, we were tasked with watching watching <laughs> watching episodes two and three. Um, episode two, the enemy within. Episode three, emancipation. All right, yes. someone did their homework. Yeah, somebody has Wikipedia at their house. <laughs> I so, Wikipedia. Yeah, my parents wouldn't pay for Wikipedia. So sorry, John, I'm not familiar with that. So anyway, Erk. Let's dive in to our first segment, opening the gate. We're going to go around and each of us are going to try to explain what this episode was about. Um, instead of just going around and ro- round robin, how about we just open it up? How does the episode start, everyone? Let's kick it off. Pretty much starts off right where it left off on the two-parter first episode. 
in the Cheyenne Mountain Complex. They're all is getting that ready. That's where this is. Yeah. Mm. It's actually a real place, I think. No, I, I know it's real. Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, so they're they're there and they're kind of showing a little background on how the whole program works. Yeah. With how like there's different SG teams, and uh, one of the original guys who went went to was in the first mission gets promoted and gets his own team, but then it turns out that uh, it's, he's not fully in control of himself. So, so you can it. you can spoil it. So essentially, I, one of the um, what are they called? It's like gauls. Gauls. They gowls. have like hijacked. Or they become a parasite on Agent Kowalski. Kowalski. Kowalski is the host. Yes. Yep. And you know what really unfolds here is to me a very classic. Like it felt like an X Files episode. I feel like this is like a common type of episode on that show where there's some type of like invasive species or parasite in a being and they're acting all weird and possessed and then they have to like surgically remove it at some military center <laughs> you know oh like this was like a prototypical mm-hmm. episode only it was stargate yeah almost like they were stealing off of the whole vibe from x files well at any rate <laughs> this show is a little different because in this show, our group of heroes has, uh, I guess, an alien sidekick. <laughs> like a, like, um, I don't know how you describe it. Like, his name is It's Bill. like Pikachu to Ash. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because he literally just sits around and kind of goes like, hmm? <laughs> no, but Pikachu was the reluctant sidekick at first. Teal wants to help them, but the U.S. is like, nah. Brad, thoughts so far. Brad, did you just get a did you just get a text from my bookie? No. Here, here are my thoughts. We're literally being a dick to an entire fan base. <laughs> like that's out the window. <laughs> that's true. All right. Thanks for your feedback, Brad. Shut up. Okay. Right. Back to the Brad, see you next week. Right. Um. Okay, so so basically, this episode is about this you know this host in this parasite, which happens to be this probably this alien species that they encountered in the first episode. On top of that, one of these aliens has defected and they're going to, he's going to try to help the humans. So this episode, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this episode was pretty boring. It was so fucking boring. They were just going over a lot of caves the entire time. They didn't go through the Stargate once, but that's the title of the fucking show. Good point. The only Stargate action we saw was the gold shooting from the other side of the Stargate. Brad, I got to put you on mute for for a bit because there's like some weird white noise. But let me know if you need to go off mute. We'll cut that. Um, The fucking... It took place all in the fucking caves of like British Columbia or wherever this is taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just focused on Kowalski, like either freaking out and like killing people because he was possessed or all being weird and sad with the uh, fucking our leather jacket MacGyver main character. <laughs> and it was just like a pointless episode. And then the big twist at the end is that the host full, fully like took control of Kowalski and then Kowalski died. I had prepared so many Kowalski memes 
And if he dies in the fucking second episode, Dude, just keep it on. good keep it on. for my Kowalski name. It was fucking bullshit. Anyway, that was my take keep on them. episode two. Also, we, we are we are glossing over the fact that the best line of probably the entire series, and I'm saying this in episode two, is can I have your stereo? I mean, anyone else see that? That was supposed to be like the the funny like, oh, he's he could be dying. He's like, hey. Make sure you cremate my body so that the alien doesn't live. And there's Jack O'Neill just like hard ass like, well, uh, if you do go, can I have your stereo? And then at the end when the operation is quote unquote successful and Kowalski comes through and Jack O'Neill goes, it was all a dream, Dorothy. Like great reference. Great reference, Jack. I, I almost got teary eyed. Also, why don't they like strap him down or something like, you know, I feel yeah. like there's a lack of security even after they find the doctor dead. Do we ever really and understand how he dies? <laughs> they found the dead doctor. And they're just they just like, found a dead doctor on a bunk bed. <laughs> the last person he saw alive was Kowalski. And uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, Allie, it's, it's actually in the episode. I can tell you how he died. Kowalski grabs him by the neck and fucking chokes him out. No, no, I watched that. I don't understand the science of how he died. You know what I mean? This guy's name oh, is it's actually the air not getting to your lung. I thought you were on mute. I unmuted him. Oh, wait, I wait, raised so my hand. They were yes, so, he just, hold on, hold on. Did they? <laughs> I raised. My, did they? So Teal suffocated Kowalski no. using Stargate. What? I don't really understand how Kowalski dies. He, I think he killed him like you would kill a human. And since the human died, the host pooped out of his neck and then disintegrated. So, hold on. No, help me out here. Can we just walk this back? Teal? Let's kick it off. Shush. Teal and Kowalski are fighting on the deck up to the Stargate. And they're choking each other, right? And at first, Kowalski has the upper hand and he's like choking Teal. And then it flips, and then Teal holds him into the Stargate as it's like that water. So I'm trying to understand how Kowalski actually dies. Like, what physical process caused him to die? Did he get shocked? Did he suffocate? Did did the matter that consists of the front of his head go through the Stargate? Kind of. That's why I'm trying to, like, I'm literally, like, kind of going back and forth on this one little scene. (laughs) And then it, it, like, it stretched him out across the space-time continuum. Gonna pull him back. I guess so, because like leather coat is like There's telling no Teak, There's like no hold him in the gate, you know. I don't think he told them to hold him in the gate. Did he, he did. I just watched it. I did too. I literally watched it twenty minutes ago. He goes. <laughs> he's like, hold him there. I think he just meant hold him there, as in don't let Kowalski go through the gate. Don't let Kowalski escape because he was. Uh, okay, I misunderstood like, that. Hold him there. Don't let him go through the gate. Not I thought he meant like that's how you're gonna kill him. Just seemed kind of vague to me. I don't know. I guess we're in our second segment, which is how we try to explain the science of the episode. Good job, everyone. Me. Way to kick off that segment transaction. Yeah, it was a a cold open for a long time, and it was actually just the whole segment. (laughs) Reddit post one says, Mike's kick it off, stitch it, skit. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Is game old? Repeat that. What did you just say? Nothing. Go on. <laughs> You're saying that you raise, raise Reddit. Reddit. I'm just getting a lot of feedback from your mic, Brad. 
Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's Michael. No, it's definitely Brad. I can tell by the lines. Uh, the lines don't lie. My mic is magnificent. Brad, that's much better in whatever position you're in right now. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you're like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking this seriously, Brad. <laughs> Sounds way better. <laughs> All right, no, I'm just gonna look up. I think it's it's like a microphone placement thing. So we're talking about the science of everything. I mean, there's really nothing to fucking talk about, though, because there is no science, really, except mm-hmm. for them trying to drug an alien so that they can surgically remove it from the body of Kowalski. This is how boring the episode was. Yeah. Yeah, it was like an episode of House or The Good Doctor, whatever the fuck the doctor show on television is <laughs> only there's more arguments with that weird guy from the pentagon than there were actually oh, anything kennedy? moving colonel kennedy oh you know that name but you don't know jack o'neill i know jack o'neill i just forget i remember kennedy because <laughs> um they Easy. they did the thing in the credits where it's like and colonel kennedy's played by uh mr dick fuck so Hey, like, Mr. Dick is a very the, famous Canadian actor. From the, credits, from the credits. Do you know what I thought was super awkward, though, was all of the scenes where Kowalski is possessed by the gold larva mm-hmm. were extremely poorly blocked and very poorly filmed, where it didn't seem super intense. They didn't have the characters placed in the right way so that when he was turning his head to talk to them or when it was supposed to be the scene of intensity, it was just like a very poorly staged. Yeah, he was like, thing. he had his shoulder like hunched in, like on his side when he's trying to do that serious, like, hey, make sure I'm cremated. Why is it so zoomed in? Like, did they shoot all of this like separately? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, they look like they're all in the same freaking room. I think they were trying to make it seem more intense when the larvae took over, and then it was the extreme close-up with the harsh shadow. I don't think the harsh shadow was intended. I think that they just, like, they shot on 16, and they, they lit it poorly. Um, but, but like, they, they wanted the extreme close-up for the intensity of that character, and it just, like, it didn't, it fell flat. And then the scene where Kowalski, possessed by the larva, is pulling Carter through the hallway, and Jack O'Neill is like, mm-hmm. don't shoot, don't shoot. That was so poorly staged because Jack O'Neill was literally two feet behind Kowalski. He <laughs> totally had time to get into the elevator with them, but it took him like five extra seconds to get to the elevator, and then the doors already closed. It was just like very poorly staged. Very. And he was just spot. like, yeah, it was just, yeah. It was, also, it, it Ellie, was that like, opens it up for your your feminist talk. Why is Why is Carter the one taken as a hostage? Well, I mean, what's the size behind sh- that? I I don't know. I, I mean, I can that. only assume that the the alien that was possessing uh what's his name Kowalski. was a sexist. Yeah. Wait, but that Oh, Good episode 2. Is this a transition to episode 3 now? No, we're just we've literally only been talking about this episode for 15 minutes, okay. which in podcast time is like 5 seconds. True. Facts. Which is like as much energy that I put into watching the episode in the first place. One thing about this show is that, like, this episode, so, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the next episode yet in content, but I'll talk about it in style. This episode, they introduce, like, a new, what I assume will be 
a main character with Teal'c, and then I guess one character is lost, which is Kowalski. But then the next episode, nothing happens to the cast. It's like full circle completely. They just come right back to where they started. I feel like they got shit upon by being, oh, you spent the entire episode in this complex, in the Cheyenne Mountain complex. So they filmed an entire episode not in the complex, no, but it was just wouldn't. as crap. No, I know, but like, which one is more boring? <laughs> the, the second episode, they didn't shoot episode three after episode two aired. <laughs> what? Michael, what are you talking about? I mean, I agree with John. Like, I don't really think that's why that happened. I'm more just like talking about how the story is. I was just saying that's what it felt like. Okay, I know. But what I'm saying, no, I'm just saying, like, what I'm trying to get at is like either format, the show is pretty boring. Like, (laughs) yeah. Because, like, you know, in the style of episode three where the characters don't really go through anything they just go to some land and then they come back and they're the same people like kind of rick and morty ish as i'm gonna keep saying i guess like that's pretty boring the characters just don't develop at all what's interesting about it though is like what's cool about rick and morty is that rick and morty explores um like larger sci-fi con concepts and also it doesn't necessarily prescribe to like the humanoid version of the aliens, but this entire show so far, I know we're only on episode three based on aliens that look exactly like humans besides, I guess, besides the golds. um, But that's part of it is because it's live action. Right. Well, I guess humans with a thing in their belly, like a cartoon. It's really easy to draw aliens. Those are the Jaffa. Those are the Jaffa. The golds are the actual worms. The Jaffa are the ones that host the, the they, ghouls in their bellies. Teal'c is a Jaffa. Jaffa. Yeah, I know. But if but he's not a ghouled. I'm saying, but we don't we don't always see like the little worm thing walking around by itself. We see them in the vessel of like a human. He needs a host. So technically, right. even the aliens are human. <laughs> but hey, Teal- that ghoul! Look at the aliens trapping that ghoul. <laughs> I'm a ghoul on my own. Did somebody lose their ghoul. You're a ghoul again <laughs> on my own. <laughs> okay, so wait, but can someone answer my question? Is Teal'c a ghoul or was he like a former ghoul? What's going on? Teal'c is a Jaffa. J-A-F-F-A. Jaffas are, Mike's right, they're basically humans, but their agreement is with the ghouls where they... They host the infant larva golds mm-hmm. um, and help them give them like a body to develop in. Um, in the meantime, the golds, I think that they have some benefit to the they Jaffa, heal them. Like, yeah, they heal they them. Heal them yeah, which I think is community. why Teal'c wouldn't couldn't die from Kowalski like choking him out because the larva inside of him like helped heal him or some shit. Um, Weird. So Jafar's like I think served at the hands of the Goulds, but Teal was a defector. Mm. Yeah, they're All special right. warriors. Do the bidding. They're like the lieutenants of the Gould. Gould. They're like the, uh, they're like the, the, um, they're like in the entourage. They're the posse. They're like the, the driver. They're like the turtle, the Johnny drama. Um, and what the okay. fuck is the Literally, 
They're more. I like, can't. I cannot relate to this because, like, I didn't watch that show enough. Like, I saw some of it, but I didn't right, see a lot of it. Brad, this is where you can unmute and join in. You 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 watch that show probably more times than you've watched Sopranos. You're unmuted. Right. You're good to go, Brad. Yeah, you're making me look like a jerk right now. Say something. <laughs> I've got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is still good that you're here. So. Cool. I have something. I have something I want to talk about. With, <laughs> excuse me, the podcast. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so one hypothesis for why they wrote this episode, or like how they used this story, was this how they decided to introduce Teal'c? It was like his, the way that he shows that he's loyal to to them. I yeah, think they I kind of feel bad because it's shitty. <laughs> I think they just they needed like an easy way out, and this seemed like a half-assed attempt of like rather than going from episode two, someone's probably like, "Well, we wouldn't just trust him right off the bat," and then probably when the writers like, "Well, how about we kill off Kowalski, and yeah. uh, we have Teal take his spot as the fourth man, probably for some diversity." <laughs> gotta have an alien in the cast yeah you can't just have uh two doctors and a, two soldiers i mean i know they had to explain why do they i mean so he defects yeah i guess we don't even get into like how compelling is it that like do we really feel like he's that compelled to defect <laughs> like well, i mean he's basically the the jaffa are basically like the bitch boys of the ghouls, right? Like they can't really do much. Their whole mm-hmm. job is to protect and serve them and, and basically like, like uh, slow cook the larva into adults. So like, it's probably not like the best um, living conditions and best quality of life. So I bet Teal was like, fuck this, fuck the ghouls. I'm going to protect the humans from the ghouls. Cause he probably recognizes they're evil. I think that maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to like instill like the Jaffa are a conscious. I guess. Yeah. I understand that dynamic. I guess what I'm more getting at is like, I'm not feeling that urgency. Right. right Like to me, I'm kind of like, he's not like, he's a very, like his character or the actor is very reserved. (laughs) Like, he doesn't give a like. I know he's a big guy, but like, I don't feel like he has like an intimidating, eminent like presence. Like he wouldn't be someone that like they all automatically fear. Like, oh my I god, mean, he's so strong, or like his powers. Big pussy and Sopranos, but then his actions kind of said, "Oh shit, I'm not gonna mess with him." Okay, but like in this case, I'm supposed to like be under. I'm supposed to understand a lot about this character at this moment. <laughs> Wait, I mean, what are you talking about? Like, what have we seen of him throughout from the episodes? We've seen him doing the bidding of the gold and pretty much like just shooting and taking down people. He was supposed to execute them. I don't think. Yeah, yeah I guess what I'm getting I mean, at is like there, there's not a lot of action, like impressive action, yet. <laughs> so like, he was going to execute them, so he was like the executioner. And then that's when he turned. So what they're, what everyone else, maybe not the humans like our guys on Earth, because they haven't really seen him a lot. I think his his uh, his intimidation is what he's done in the past. 
if he's okay. doing the bidding for them, and he's and they say because they have the uh, that gold in their belly, whatever the 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 symbiotic coast. They he definitely like, gives them very useful information. It's just to me is like he's not. I don't know. He just doesn't feel like a star to me. Maybe that's it. <laughs> doesn't have that anyone, star power. Uh, but keep in mind, like, also let's let's put it in the perspective of him in in the in the context of the show. He's still a newbie. He just met this one random alien race, and he's like, "I'm going to help them out." And he's never been to the. It's a fish out of water situation. You know what I mean? And if he's typically reserved anyway, he's going to be like, "Okay, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to follow." Captain Jack, Leather Jacket O'Neill's lead and and sort of like see where I can contribute. Yeah. Also, like his eyebrows are really done. So that's kind of, you know. That's where it lost Alley. <laughs> the eyebrows really lost me. Okay, so. Can we take a time out real quick between yeah. segments there? I just have to go refresh my drink and go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm going to keep recording just so it all saves as one thing. But yeah, we can take a. So you can hear my stream. Again. We're start action. 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 2830. Okay, I marked it done. I already marked it. <laughs> Michael, we started. No, Michael, no. Michael, Michael. We gotta reel him back in. So oh, I think is- we've really I think we've torn apart episode two. Uh I would say, I mean, let's let's all just give it a quick rating. Or letter grade. Uh, if D plus, I, I would give this one compare. So based on the three that I've seen, I would oh, give this one a C. I thought you were talking about this is top. Is it a weighted scale across other Stargate episodes, or is it a, is it a rating against television shows that we like, like our quality of television? Uh, our quality, <laughs> or excuse whatever. me, like each other's personal feelings of other television shows. I think it's like basic, like your general review of it, but also with the grain of salt that like, like your the acknowledgement that you're not necessarily choosing to watch this show out of interest. Like um, not for you maybe like, but like entertainment wise, having to only watch it once and not have to like get that into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like face level first gut reaction. D. Yeah. yeah. D. I, I would say. Okay, D. fine. I'm going to go to C. Oh, yeah. Like at you did not study for this test and it's a D. At least, the, at least the first episode goes through the gate and goes to a different planet and tries to expand the lore. This was. It, it almost went too small compared to the first one mm-hmm. because it all took place in like four rooms. Also, this this episode actually literally closed the gate. I actually wonder, and I don't, I can't like prove this off the bat, obviously, but maybe I should do some more research. I feel like this was a common issue with a lot of television shows from the 90s and early 2000s before, like pre-golden era of television, if you mm-hmm. will, if you will, pre-golden era. Seinfeld. Where it's like, they have a Seinfeld was pre Golden Era too, but that doesn't count. Um, What's Golden Era? Golden Era is basically when HBO started like hitting bangers left and right with The Sopranos, The Wire, oh, like two thousand one on, yeah, like basically two thousand four on because it was HBO laid the groundwork and then Showtime started having good shows and then 
regular cable channels started to have good shows like that. So you are a fan of the L word. Okay. I get it. I'm just saying like Mm -hmm. prestige television. Anyway, the point being, I think the common issue with these shows was that they had, they laid out these like grand plans in episode one. And then episode two was like a big old dump in a bowl that doesn't flush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. That Stargate is like a prototypical example of that. Yeah. Well, I guess we'd have to prove that out watching more shows premiered in 1997. Okay. Um, we to, should we, should we, sorry, you can cut this or whatever. Should we go to the Brad's betting corner? Yep. Michael it's... just texted me. <laughs> I'm going to open it up. Kelly, do you want to intro it? Do you want yeah. to cut this out and we can intro it? That's my bad. I'm sorry. I should have trusted your hosting duties. My, my bad. It's okay. Momager. Okay. <laughs> Wait, wait, before we before we go, I want to Brad. There's the next couple segments are less like surrounded by the show, so you can easily jump in. Cause there's like your thing, and then there's what's snacking. I think Allie's gonna <laughs> add in what you have for lunch today, and shit like that. So the first couple segments are kind of difficult because it's all surrounded by the show. But later on in the pod, you're gonna have uh, more instances where you can jump in and be ready. Okay, um, Perfect. I'm going to get us back on track here. Okay. <laughs> so. Light up a doobie. Hey, shut up. Hey, everyone. It's time for Brad's betting corner. <laughs> Brad, hit us up with this week's gambling tips and I'm tricks. I'm trying no, to pull I'm, up the games. Introduce you. <laughs> I guess you've already introduced yourself from last week. But if you want to do that again, do so. I think it's important. Oh, I think it's important to say we are the only Stargate podcast that also has gambling, and you can mm. bet on that. And a friend named Brad. <laughs> no, well, that might not be exclusive to us. <laughs> we don't know yet. We haven't. We haven't taken a look. Yeah, we haven't done any market <laughs> research in the Stargate podcast universe. <laughs> we might. We might sound like we're very professional and done our homework, but we haven't done all of our homework. Hard to any, believe. Anyway. Any. <coughs> Sorry, I coughed. Uh, hey, hey, Brad, kick it off. All right. Excuse me. <laughs> Got a big day tomorrow. Couple football games. <laughs> Wait, can you not do tomorrow? Can you do like a week out from now? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> this is part of the shit. By tomorrow, we mean January 16th, okay, 2021. Sorry, I'll, I'll cut this out. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we might have to do this over, so this is going to be a practice. Also, half of the games I was going to take a look at just say postponed, so that's due not due to great. COVID. Yeah, no, due to so, malaria. So is anyone uh, playing? Well, so Green Bay and the Rams. Green Bay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I'd take <laughs> I'd take the Packers on that one. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of heresy, right? Yeah, a little bit. Minus six and a half. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. No, here's what I'm going to do. It's not like we're recording this, Brad, for posterity. I'm going to do the Packers, minus six and a half. And I'm going to parlay that also with Buffalo, minus two and a half. Buffalo's at home. The Ravens really aren't that good. They're not. They're they're pretty bad. They're going to play. The Bills have a really good defense. I don't think L.A., they're not going to go out to Green Bay. They're not going to go to Lambeau and play in 30-degree weather and do anything. 
a that's just not coach. happening. <laughs> as much Wait, as that pains me to say. Dumb question, but do people actually factor weather in? To- oh, yeah. 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 Especially in baseball, like, huge. Yeah. Especially when you're thinking like overs and unders for points. A team that's like yeah. is going to do really so. badly when it rains on an open field. I like how we just turned that segment into the three of us yelling at John about sports because that's actually a good alliance that we all have stupid against him. Idiot. You stupid freaking bitch. You have no idea how weather impacts sports. Freaking idiot. But I literally, today, tonight, I am just so I pissed right now. all of you motherfuckers. So. <laughs> I am, I am just. against Tampa Bay. I am so pissed still about last Friday night. I had the Bulls and the Warriors money line live bet threw 20 bucks down for a $450 payout. And the goddamn Bulls could not hit one last shot to win the game. The Bulls are going to break your heart this Did year. Did you see that against the Lakers? Oh, my yeah, God. They've, yeah. they've done it for like three games now. Like you just don't bet on the Lakers this year. made three after three after three after three. And then we, I think – it was a t- no, we just needed – we had the ball 12 seconds left. We had the ball 12 seconds left and just needed yeah. to score. Yep. Anyway. Bulls are up 18 right now. At half. Who are they playing, though? The uh, Thunder. So uh, we're going to have a question-answer period, Brad. What are your thoughts on the Marquette-St. John's game tomorrow? <laughs> you going to no punch comment. that over or uh, – <laughs> Michael, have you been the one posting on the on the Instagram page? What's the over? <laughs> <laughs> that was my only post. <laughs> Wait, Michael, that could be your viral marketing. Just like go on different like betting pages on Instagram and come <laughs> comment. What's the over? That's what I did. I took the NFL. I took the NFL. And then, I reposted yeah. their shit as ours. And, and then said, when it and then when it hits, you have to. Over. When it hits, you have to just put it in all caps. It's a gate. <laughs> It's a game. <laughs> and then I was going to do one again, but I got to mute the, the – John, you probably saw us too. The NFL posts – so I don't follow them on my actual account. They post like 50 things in an hour. I think and it takes up your entire it. feed. There's way too many – I'm on the IG page right now. There's way too many sports accounts we follow. I think we have to get more ingrained into the Stargate community. There's four like, sports accounts. Just the NFL take is that dominant? Damn, that is, that, that is Jesus. That is still yeah. one too many. <laughs> well, the NFL, the MLB, the NHL, and um, something else I followed. I think the maybe Bible. the Hawks. So, yeah. folks, could you imagine into uh, some back of the house stuff? Can we bring it back it's to the topic? Baseball alley. Allie, you're just a terrible host. You can't really ring us in. I just want to know how the sausage is made. I'm not a terrible host. (laughs) Okay, come on. Seriously? What are you drinking over there? Mimosas? It's a tequila sunrise, but it's actually vodka and orange juice. So a screwdriver. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Wait, wait. Take a drink again. Are you taking a picture? For the IG page. No, my family follows it. <laughs> well, that's your own damn fault, Michael, because you and your family. Here's Michael beating scurvy. I'm just here beating scurvy, you bitches. I literally wake up and I get a text from one of my friends. What? What is it's a gate? And I'm like, God damn it. It's 630 in the morning. I can't deal with this. It's a revolution. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, Paul would be a good alternate. Paul would be a good special guest. Let's get him, him in contract to it. If we have Carrie, okay, if we wanted to go deep into gambling, we should get Paul. Okay. I am going to mute all of you if I somehow. Because so, you can't. Oh, my God. Okay, I am doing my best here. So Sean, we've covered the rest of this episode. Michael? Michael yeah. Sit on your hands for like two minutes. I just muted Michael, so go ahead, Allie. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, it's fine. But um, so we've covered off Brad's uh, little betting corner. We're all looking forward to the playoffs. All of us Bears and Bengals fans on this podcast. Okay. So moving on. And a Jets fan. And a Jets fan. <laughs> and a stupid little Jets fan. J E T S A N. Jets. 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 <sighs> B-E-T-S, bats, bats, bats. <laughs> Wait, that's a great segment name. Yeah. Oh, that is a good one. Brad, Brad. Can we get the, Jets, let's get the Jets anthem playing behind it? I don't even know if they have one. Yeah, it's probably like, we suck. Yeah, where's right. our soundboard, by the way? It's me singing. Okay. So what I would like to talk about now in between talking about episode two and episode three is podcast things. And as John hinted at earlier, uh, you know, there's four of us here, but I'm sure nobody wants to listen to all four of us for 10 seasons. <laughs> Am I right? I so in order to provide better variety for our listeners, uh, you know, as demanded by the people, we have extended a contract to some talent and uh, we'll be bringing someone in, you know, on an ad hoc basis. Really excited about that. We're not going to reveal the identity of this person. Is it Carrie? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you bread. Is that not enough? <laughs> it's my best friend, Carrie. <laughs> Real winger. Or, we got a ringer guys. I'm going to be honest. I thought I was still on mute. <laughs> Remember, remember when I asked Carrie's ex-boyfriend uh, if I should get knuckle tattoos? <laughs> I don't think anybody ever forgot that, including him. She thought about that a lot after. How does that not keep that you up at night? I mean, obviously, I was being like somewhat joking. I don't know, John. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is ring. <laughs> I have well, no, but okay. Okay, let, let's. let's Actually, now that I think of it, I haven't seen your knuckles this entire time. Raise <laughs> your hands. <laughs> let's go on the reverse side. Show us your dick. I mean, show us your knuckles. <laughs> I saw a tweet today that was like, that was like, some guy messaged me to meet in the woods so we could get. <laughs> and the weirdo never showed up. Wait, Brad, you taking the over on that Marquette St. John's game? <laughs> we can cut all of this, but I won't. Um, sorry, <laughs> this is the only good part of the entire episode. I mean, I don't really mind because this was just a really, 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 really roundabout way of me getting my friend, Carrie, <laughs> to join the podcast. You're, you're making it sound like we aren't actually friends. Like, if I needed someone that I knew on this podcast. Like, you don't know us three. I'm sorry, Michael, I'm just excited like about having another female perspective. 
that's also bullshit because I've known Carrie longer than you, Allie. Carrie yeah, is first kisses. How is that I, possible? Oh, yeah, you have actually. Oh, like that is a twist. Yeah, but you could have stayed friends with her when you started growing up and you didn't. You kicked her to the curb. <laughs> that's not true at all. Because he found uh, us. I mean, would you blame him that he <laughs> dropped her for that? <laughs> Allie, who did I take to All You Can Drink Wine when they visited me in the city? You and, and Carrie. I guess that's Whoa. true, but I mean, Menage a It was a Menage a Trois. When we got to meet Alan Rick. New La La. That's how the cool kids say New York. Oh, hey, can I'm we talk about, okay, while we're just not, while we're between episodes, John, let's talk about something topical. How do you feel as a, you know, a long-standing New Yorker over there that you are? How do you feel about Andrew Yang for mayor? Like, let's hear it. Andrew Yang is like, um. The Yang. Are you in the Yang gang for mayor? I'm trying to think. <laughs> May Yang? Is that what they're going to say? No. You okay. know how, like, you know how some people think that, like, um, like, they can just grab still imagery from movies and television and be like, this thing had great cinematography, but they don't know what they mean when they say cinematography. I yeah. feel like that is Andrew Yang talking about, you can't have universal basic income without a stronger social safety net across a bunch of other social programs, like fucking, um, mm-hmm. like, like a stronger, like unemployment uh, safety net, a stronger fucking like labor safety net. You just can't do that. Otherwise, you're just giving more money to the people who already have a lot of money. You know what I mean? You well, yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a PNL, whereas the yeah, it's a basic PNL. But also, besides he's weirdly, that, his his ideas of automation too are a, are actually like weirdly regressive in like a '90s supervillain type beat. <laughs> he, he it's like he never advanced his understanding of technology past a certain point, and he doesn't understand like like the larger ramifications of automation, both good and bad, both good and bad. But still, it's like, I don't know. On the other hand, it's like anyone would be better than de Blasio. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. I guess I kind of, it struck me as a little odd that he was, that was like his next political move. And it, to me. Well, New York, not to interrupt you, but it's like people say, and by people, I mean, um, Fran Lebowitz in the new Netflix series. I started it last City, night. Yes, it's very mayor good. Of New York, be, great show. Mm-hmm. Being mayor of New York is like the second hardest office you can hold in America besides mm-hmm. president because there's so much complexity to the different like departments. Um, there's so much fucking like um, politics um, and, and bullshit you have to deal with. Well, yeah. Um, so of course, knowing and, that that, and it's like, yeah. New York is a shithole that somehow works is the best way to describe it. And it's just tough to navigate that, I think. Well, yeah. So knowing all that and like understanding that, of course, what struck me as so interesting was that I feel like for the first time we're seeing a candidate for the mayor of New York that is, is truly someone that is top down into the city, meaning He's he he came from a like a federal presence, if you know what I mean, and he drops down to this municipal level. Whereas to me, like in the past, it has been so important that the mayor of New York be someone who's a New Yorker, like a, 
a, you know, more real New Yorker than he is. So to me, that's really interesting. And I, I guess it to me means that like, that's how important that job is now. Like it is on par with being the president. It's that important and you have that much power, but yeah. Andrew Yang for that. that. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the other thing that I think is interesting too, is like, he might be Jeb bushing himself by announcing too early. It's oh, yeah. until 2022 and his star could burn out like well before then. So who knows if he will be like, I think he, he's like, he has the most name recognition. And this early on, I feel like that's the best way to be the front runner, but who knows what's going to happen by the end. No, of no, no. Year. He's a hundred. Like the DNC is using him like 110% as a litmus test. That is a hundred. Like it's totally true, but it's just so interesting to me. Like, that they're really trying it and that like it's being received this it's just it's being received such some I with think, so much attention and i don't yeah, know i don't know it's i weird. think it's i also think his saying not left not right but forward is bullshit it's like mm-hmm. forward is left it's progressive left like forward is left yeah forward is more rights for the working class forward is higher taxes on billionaires that is left. So it's bullshit. I mean, like if you believe in those politics, so I think that's bullshit too. So I think that mm-hmm. a lot of that is virtual signaling to like the quote unquote enlightened centrist, which I think there are more of than people want to admit in this country, mm-hmm. probably in New York as well. So I don't know. We'll see. That's so Are weird. we going to cut this or what? I'm going to let you find that point. Cause I don't really care. From so watching I think the chief of police is the hardest job, according to Blue Bloods. Okay, so, so you want to hear a cop show that we've I'm started like accidentally it. watching, and it's not good, but I'm going to tell you guys that we've been watching Stargate, it. Stargate, that's G1. I know. Uh, the Rookie. <laughs> with oh, Nathan Fillion. Nathan yeah, from fucking Serenity and Firefly and shit. The show is, like, so freaking bad, but it, like, happens, to, it must be on, like, After like, Bachelor or something. That's the new thing. I don't know. Anyway, the show is like crazy, and also it's like so wild how they depict the police. It seems very hyper militarized, which is similar to this show, which really wet our whistle for that in America, wouldn't you say? Segway. Great transition. Great transition back into what this podcast is about. <laughs> Me using Nathan Fillion and the rookie to back back into Stargate SG One. Um, we're going to start talking about episode three now, which while maybe in, you know, like there were some more interesting parts of the show to watch this time. There's actually a little bit of a, a crime to investigate this time. You know, where are the we'll women? Right. There, there are some the challenges with this one as well. Brad is raising his hand. Is he muted? Brad, you're not muted. Oh, Brad, I'm tapping muted. out for episode three. You guys got an hour out of me. All right, sayonara. <laughs> Bye. This is why good. we have Carrie on contract. <laughs> well, she couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> X out of the browser. You're a stalker. <laughs> Damn it. He's gone. He's gone, you can't. Oh. He's gone. Oh, Can okay. I use the restroom real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah. Here, go. Here, break. I was gonna put it on my TV, but then I had to look up. I, I didn't know. I didn't know the part where you where uh, uh, Kowalski died. Mm-hmm. So I had to rewatch that, and, <laughs> and then right when I watched it, 
You're like, all right, we're moving on to Brad. Like, whatever. I'm like, God damn it. I just found out. Yeah, I'm like, God, why did I even do that? Honestly, the first, the first, excuse me, the first time I watched the episode, I didn't realize that he died either. I only realized it tonight when I was preparing. I knew he died. I just didn't know how he died. I thought, I thought he just like was, like he cracked. His I feel neck like or- I feel like that's what I was kind of missing was like a stunning action moment. You know, like a final critical kill point. That's part of why I was like underwhelmed by. What are we talking about? Last ep- We're still talking about how Kowalski was killed. I like, re- it was I so underwhelming. I like, would have been nice to have, like a TV. Big- <sighs> Just go ahead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, a satisfying kill. Really filmed. No, besides that, like, like why couldn't they like kill him with a huge like staff or like like electrocute him or you know something with cool special effects? It was like the most boring kill scene I've ever seen. I didn't even let know him how. Like a sacrifice, like he throws himself, he kills himself to kill the alien or something. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. That okay, so I didn't mean to go back to episode two. Also, episode- it's not Kowalski; it's Kowalski. It's K A W A L. What the? That's not even pull. What the hell? I know. Spelling. I'm more familiar with the Madagascar. So I want to talk about episode three, which is emancipation. Emancipation. Now, this episode, I don't know. First of all, what were you... Let's all talk about what we were expecting. I was expecting more mystery and more intrigue in this show. So when they kind of just, like, show up and there's, like, 0% danger, it's kind of boring, you know? What do you guys think? Um, I'll go first. Uh, I feel like... John, you can go first. They (laughs) stepped out of the gate... And it looked, I was confused at first because the environment looked exactly the same as in episode one, which when they were at Cholak, Cholak, CH, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. Cholak, right? Yeah, kind of just like the backwoods of Canada. Of fucking British Columbia. It just looked like, it, it literally looked like, okay, we're going to film it here. Like the and Toronto we'll turn 180 degrees <laughs> and we'll film the other side of it. It mm-hmm. just felt like more British Columbia bullshit, BCBS, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm familiar. So that was like the oh. first thing that bothered me about the way that they set up the environment and they set the scene for like this quote unquote new planet. But I, like story wise, what were you kind of, how were you thinking this, this series was going to unfold? You know? Well, I feel like with, 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 um, with sci-fi, I feel like setting plays an important part of it. So mm-hmm. if, if it was something more, I guess for lack of a better term, let's just say hard sci-fi. Like if they'd gone to a planet that actually worked differently than earth, right. Maybe mm-hmm. they could have done a better job exploring like the scientific ramifications of that. Right. Like, right. Like is the gravity different? I, I, again. Yeah. Like, you're right. Because like, it's like scientists go maybe. to other planets, not like military. Maybe yeah, or or not like anthropologists. Well, maybe both go, but like not prim- not primarily anthropologists. Right. Again, maybe I'm being unfair because I think Stargate tries to circumvent all of this by being like all of the Stargates are based on like a humanoid species or, or most they are, they're they're humans. Reason this, right humans right. 
It's too flimsy like, for me. It's like too- the, anyway, so might I'll have been pass the, over to Mike. Mike, how did how did you feel about like the the setting and the planet and everything? It was yeah, it was very underwhelming. They get there and right off the bat, there's like a chase scene, which is great. And then you kind of just they set the tone as we have all these weapons, we are a military unit. They don't really security wise, they don't really like check anything. They send I think a probe in. Mm-hmm. There's a white in some in the first episode they showed it. They send like a white like little I think it's like a NASA kind of cart to send to see make sure the atmosphere is like correct. But that's about it. I mean, they could just walk in and be shot down immediately. There's like no security. And then when they get there, they get uh, confronted and people are trying to like kill off the the one female, the Doctor Carter, mm-hmm. and. What do they do? They end up been giving them a gun, saying like <laughs> just sign her out, and like why don't they fight back or something? Like all right, you take one of ours. We're we're just going to slowly ride horses over to your camp and try to talk her out of why you kidnapped our our teammate. No, they should go in there, shoot the guy, and then get get him out. I mean, I don't, I don't, I never, I don't get the part where they. Kind like of just why like, they don't just go Rambo on the situation? If they're human species, it's like shooting another human. But it's the U.S. military. We do that which, all the time. Yeah. Which, yeah, which we do all the time. So it's like at the very do we least, they drone in? They maybe we should it. evaluate why we're so bothered that they didn't do that in the plot. Think I about think, that. I think we're well, more I'm bothered. Yeah. They didn't defend themselves. They didn't. They didn't fight for their own. The own teammate. They did though. They just didn't use lethal force so let's this think about that back to my initial um, um thesis for this which is this is post grunge american idealism which is like the americans are the benevolent military force which does not jive with reality which is a shoot first ask questions overthrow democratically elected governments in south america type complex mm-hmm. so I think our issue with it isn't in their approach. Maybe a little bit about the defending themselves. Yeah. Also, that's our parents' America. Our America killed the drones. Right, but so. but did they were drones in heavy usage in the late nineties, Michael? I feel like you know this. No. No, because they weren't really created yet. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Also, so, I was wa- I was watching SpongeBob and like Blue's Clues in the late '90s, so I don't really I wasn't really on par with the. Yeah, but we've studied history now. I think a few of us have studied. Yeah, history. Like, I wasn't I wasn't alive in the '70s, but I know who Nixon is. Who the fuck is Nixon? <laughs> Nixon, I, I Nixon, Nixon, Nixon. The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. Nice. Anyway, John. You have to cap off your point here. Kick off your point. Cap no, off. <laughs> no, I, I guess my point is like, and again, this just goes back to the root of the show. It's like a, it's like an unrealistic portrayal of the military. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's it's all soaked in this like late '90s idealism, like Clinton era idealism that just doesn't jive with reality. And I think mm-hmm. there were issues with that in episode two, where. Um, Everybody stood up against Colonel Kennedy when they were like, oh, well, what do we do like with this, like with Kowalski and the the parasite or whatever? Mm-hmm. And they all like took super um, fucking um, 
um, like Boy Scouts stances against it from like an ethical yeah. perspective. It's like that's just bullshit. That's not how the military works in America, especially America. Well, it, it they just, just shoot you all. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also it's the and maybe we're just jaded from from you know the the shit that we've lived through the post nine eleven like hellscape. That it's like a TV mindset though, because they know it's going to work out. This is a TV <laughs> show on sci-fi that they're going to be able to talk their way out of it and all go home safely to through the Stargate and go back to their normal lives, which is something that we don't see now in TV shows where things do go wrong because we've seen them go wrong in real life. And it's to the point where, well, I mean, this, I guess raises another natural question, you know, that they killed John Bean's character off in the first season of game of Thrones. Sean Bean always dies early in all of the shit he's in. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. He didn't die in Ronin, but he got like like removed from the the crew in Ronin. Like he always is like an early bird. Gets the does death. he not like to work? No, I think he just the characters he's casting. He's hmm. really good at just. I don't know. Hmm. Well, that's I a mean, whole Reddit page we're not gonna get in, dive into. Well. I don't really know how to bring it back to this episode, except for, yes, John, I think you're right. And like, wait, I, I got, I got more, I got more. Yeah, so, can we just talk about though, like, so they added all this dialogue in this like little story arc for Doctor Carter about her like talking about this feminist message, all that like for a lot of her dialogue, whatever. But then at the end of the day, as you pointed out earlier, they give them a gun as they leave. So they're going to use that gun to just take like, to further control the women, <laughs> right? Yeah, but then, then he only has nine bullets, and that was like a. Uh, I mean, a loaded gun is always a is a is an infinite threat. So whatever. It's very. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Zardoz uh, that Mm-mm. John Borman made in 1974 with Sean Connery? No. Yeah, where he's he became he the arrow goes in his armpit. Is that the one? It's, it's about like how, I mean, it's it's, it's, rooted, the king. it's rooted in this like really fucking obviously it was made in the seventies like backwards sense of like the roles of of men and women, and it's about how Sean Connery, like the movie starts in the society where he views the penis is bad, guns are good, or something like that. <laughs> it just felt. Does he wear a diaper outfit? He does wear a diaper. Yeah, that red, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, I was, I was thinking of this like, other one. From yeah. like a visuals and art design perspective, Zardoz is kind of fire because it has like these incredible, this incredible production design that is like acid tripped, ketamine laced, quaaluded, out of your goddamn gourd '70s vibes. Yeah, that's the fucking picture. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very sexual. It has like some some fucked up like elements to it, and I and I think that my issue with with this episode is, um, it it felt again like they were doing like the nineties the the idolized nineties version of like the the feminist arc, which didn't allow for complexity, mm-hmm. any nuance, yeah. But but I think eight year olds could have written that complex issues for like a mainstream television series, like. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, like when we started talking about this, like 1997, it has to be oversimplified and very overstated. Like that's that's how that message gets across at that it's, time, I guess. It's like, I, a, like a Hallmark love story. It's very basic. There's 
women are disrespected. Yeah. Women, she goes on her own. She does her own thing. She saves herself. And then at the end of the day, she then goes off with the men and goes back to normal life. Which right. yeah. I think maybe, maybe, maybe it's unfair to judge it in this lens because I feel like we like we've we've come so far even the past 20 years even in the past like five years to be honest with you this was a this was a show that i just absolutely do not think should have had the hour time slot like mm -mm. this should have been like like 23 minute like yeah mm -hmm. 18 minute episodes would have been fine honestly (laughs) like crazy drawn out but here we are it's showtime right or sci-fi um, it started on Showtime. The first two seasons were Showtime. Right, so right. We're still in the Showtime era. Yeah, no. Which is I, why it's like Max Canadian. <laughs> well, I, th- <laughs> I think they were like, fuck, we have to fill hours. Like, just we'll, we'll like, just write in, in, in for like the full, for the full hour or whatever. Like the most boring conversations with these people. <laughs> what, what, what the dialogue. This is like a larger issue beyond just this episode is that it's like, again, it, it's just like them like frolicking in the woods. Of- yeah. You don't, the thing is I, I don't, I do not like, it's like they talk about, there's kind of like a quick quip in there where the guy's like, are you from like the people behind this beyond the sea? You never really get to understand like the geograph geographical, like spacing or what is like the, the different tribes like in the, in the show, for all we know, the two tribes could be on like on each side of a forest. But then, like the one oh, in a single night, she can travel all the way to the other camp when being kidnapped. But then it takes the the logical pitfalls of like any of this. There's no, there's, you know, like they're what, numerous. Why? It's why numerous. is this, why is this like eight person camp more powerful than this other camp we saw that seemed to look like they have nine people and more horses? But they, it's like, well, that guy actually controls twelve tribes. Doesn't really look like it. Seems like you can still shoot him and get away back to the portal pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so far I am not expecting much, and I'm I'm really curious. Like, so to me, basically, what I've seen so far shows me that if we're gonna watch like you know what you could call lore episodes, where it's like about the main characters and about their development, those eh, pretty bad. And then if we're going to have the adventure, you know, story episodes, also eh, very bad. <laughs> so how yeah. the fuck did this show last for 10 seasons? I think that's really what we're going to be figuring out here. Maybe it's better. I think I, that's well, what I'm I wondering. Is that they didn't do any other shows. I think it was one of those things that like they weren't the really. Actors? No, well, not the, I'm, I feel like. Showtime and then didn't go to sci-fi. It just they didn't have like another show to put in that time slot. Yeah, but I mean, you still have to have ratings. You have to have some people watching your show. Well, like, if zero, if like if the that same time isn't free. People are watching it. They're gonna watch whatever's on there. They had a very like cultish following. The only thing I can think is that this was at the advent of like cable, like this. So it might have been like really cool for that reason, and like that kind of built up a fan base. Like an exclusivity thing, almost like a first first show of its kind type shit. Well, this predated The Sopranos, so think about it. Like, yes, it did. This was nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, it wasn't I, The I Sopranos nineteen ninety nine. 
I'll fact check myself. Sorry. We'll do that in That's post. That's fine. We can't fact check in post. I'm just kidding. I was, I'm right. 99, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when think was about West it. Was West Wing 98? West Wing was 98 or 99. But West Wing was like NBC. West Wing was, yeah. Yeah, well, also, this is more cable than... The West Wing was 992 and it sucked. Okay, but I'm just saying like the allure of cable. It didn't predate Oz. Oz was like the first big cable hit. You can't watch Oz with the family, John. You can watch this with the family. You can watch The Sopranos with the family. Okay, fine, fine. Fair point. If you're an Italian family from Jersey, I'm sure you could. Like you could watch this with your son and like nobody – I mean there was – in the first episode, but we learned that those will not be first and only. Hello, son. That's what they call the beaver. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) You just wanted to say that. Like, that has nothing to do with the show. (laughs) I was going to say bush, but beaver just seemed like a better segue. I've been keeping my, um, or not my, but it's Ku's iPad up. And, like, I have the episode, and, like, this was just the screen that was paused <laughs> on. Is Ku still in there listening to all of this for the fucking hour? Hour yeah, and she's a half? Like, she's playing this video game that she really likes. We haven't even gotten to the best segments. This is what I'm, I'm pissed Brad left because he could actually do. Okay, so, so I think that we've beat these episodes to death. Good job, everyone. Um, I'm looking forward to watching an episode where I actually enjoy watching it. And I think that will happen. I'm really hopeful. What do you guys think? Get, get yeah. high or something. Uh, I've tried that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like. Maybe the jokes get better. How I about that? I, I fucking Maybe. doubt it. Have you seen how bad the memes are around this show? They are yeah, pretty people bad. People have no sense of humor. I hope Dude. they don't. I think that all the fans are not in the meme era. Is that If that's a thing. So it's I don't just, think they're. They, they, John is like their savior right now. Pulling out the memes I came up with were pretty good, right? Like, be honest, I like them. I I was actually dying, I was dying at that one. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) There's a snake in my bag, (laughs) like, exactly it. Like, I said to my brother in law, and he's like, What? I don't get this. I'm like, Oh, shit, you wouldn't. (laughs) It's a husk. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> so let's move on to our non-Stargate segment that we all know and love. Wait, What's can we take another snacking? break real quick? No, Michael, we've taken like three breaks. If this was a class, oh my God, fine. Go if this was a class, I would be not in attendance or I'd, I'd just walk out to go to the bathroom. What's snacking? John What's snacking? Or Mike? <laughs> snacking, 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 snacking. What's snacking? Do we? I think we had a. What's snacking? What's uh, snacking? I don't. I don't. I can't sing. Anyone can go first. I'll go first. Uh, what's snacking with me is Chicago style popcorn. Some really, popcorn, really caramel corn, cheese corn mixed together, almost mm-hmm. like the. Perfect combination of just like sweet and then salty from like the cheese. I don't. I don't think anyone on this podcast is going to disagree with you on that fact, right? And I was. I got it after the Bears lost, and then mm-hmm. i I had a. Uh, I had on Wednesday. I finished it off, but there was one point where I just like I. There's three 
like little hands in a row that I got like the perfect like three cheese, two caramel together. That is the golden ratio. That, Wait, that hold on. That is the, that doctor, is the yeah. right ratio. It was the perfect. I was about to ask, what's your favorite? Like, what's your what's your ideal ratio? But I think it should be uniform, right? It is. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say equal. I think the caramel is a little stronger than normal, so that's why I like the little, like one extra cheese in there. So three I cheese. Could even go, I could even go three to one. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But I had three and two, and it was like there's three like cans in a row that were just perfect, and I almost had to like stop eating. I'm like, whoa. This is too good. This can't be good for me. I mean, of course it's not are good. You, are you getting it down um, at that place by Diversity and Clark? Yeah, Wall Street popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no free ads. I got the popcorn for free. No, I'm just kidding. I get <laughs> okay, that was a great what's snacking. I don't know if John's going to be able to top that. Good job, Mike. John, what are you snacking on? Where well, do you want me to go? All, that was, again, Michael, a Dick. literal snack, but whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> But it was a good one. You don't get to define the rules. If it if it's a snack, it's a snack. If it's like, I don't know, I like these weird jumpers that I bought over at Kmart. On the contrary, if it's a snack I like, I'll support it. But if it's a snack I don't like, then I won't support it. How about that? So wait, John, 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 you never told us what you think of Chicago popcorn. Yeah. I don't like popcorn. Oh, okay. Anyway. Okay, John, what have you been snacking on? That's so stupid. You don't like popcorn? Come on. Hi, my name's John. I eat buttholes. <laughs> Close the iris. <laughs> no pink eye for me. We're done. Okay, ew. John, what's snacking? <laughs> <laughs> the, the butthole cut of cat. <laughs> Come on, no. I found Give it. I found answer. the bootleg. <laughs> About a bootleg. Can't um, be that actually. Okay, so <laughs> what is snacking? So I have been really into um, the Mary Kate Olsen meme that went viral earlier this week. I don't oh, think any of us saw that. <laughs> so it was weird because she had to go to divorce court over Zoom, and. Everybody was dressed the same in like black turtlenecks against like a white background. <laughs> so it looked, it, it was just like weirdly aesthetically, every panel of the Zoom was in line. It was just weird to have a court proceeding from Mary Kate Olsen through the fucking Zoom. Also, somebody took a picture on the <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> picture of yeah, it. The, the, judge, the judge let the reporter do that. But also, like, <laughs> shout out Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen having like one of the best, um, like post acting career careers of all fucking time. They're probably richer than most other childhood stars combined. Honestly, yo, shout out the road. Their shit, their clothing is fuego. If I had $3,000 to drop on sweatpants, I would. So this is for divorce proceedings, I assume with Sarkozy's uh, brother. Well, yeah. And I think it's also a big week just for the Olsen's journal because WandaVision came out today. God, Twitter will not stop reminding me. Jeez. Yeah, Marvel is stupid. I don't want to talk about that. Let's get back to the Olsen twins that the, the Olsen sisters that matter. Okay, so Mary. you're snacking on the the Mary Kate Olsen meme. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's hope I mean that might be relatable to people when this comes out, although what if that meme flops? Think about I mean, that. Well, why don't so we ask Brad what I his snacking is? He's watching the big short, so that's his. 
And that's, I like that movie. Apparently, I'm still right here, guys. I, I can do my. No, we're not well, doing the thing. Boys. No, we're not doing we're not doing Bradley tonight. <laughs> Bradley. Okay, can Sorry, I do Bradley. my what's snacking or should I just Hey Allie, what's snacking? I actually complained and I seriously don't have an answer. <laughs> Are you I kidding like me? I am I'm serious. I really don't feel like anything in particular has delighted me this week. Cool. Sleep? My bike? No, because that's I mean I was excited about sleep now. This week has been one of the worst weeks of my life, work-wise. It's just been a fucking mm-hmm. butthole of a of a week. But also, my bike delivery was postponed till Monday. Well, my bike delivery came this week, so that you will get, be you nice. get your bike frame. It's not like you're gonna be riding it anymore. I could ride it later, probably. Do you have wheels? No. Here, what? It's actually, my, I'm gonna read. My snacking is bikes with wheels. Shut up. Attached and handlebars and a gear chain gear chain and maybe even brakes. I mean, some people don't like brakes. Some people think brakes are uh dangerous, which is baffling to me. But who I think that? who has ever said a brake a bike brake is dangerous? What the fuck are you talking about, Michael? There was a whole movie about it. There's um what's with uh I want to see Jake Gyllenhaal, but it's definitely not Jake. It's the guy from uh, Looper. What? Jake Levitt. Yeah. It's about how bike brakes are He's unsafe. He's a bike messenger who is like trying to get away from these. I don't know, it's a weird movie. Are you talking about? He's like a fixed gear bike. No, rider? he has. Yeah, he's got no brakes on it, so That's he stops fixed, it by. Yeah, I have a bike like that. You have no I, brakes. I have one brake on it. But you're not supposed to use your brakes, really. Well, not supposed to, but like you don't have to. But his whole thing is he can't get caught by Michael Shannon in that movie, right? So why would he use his brakes anyway? I think it's just because he's a bike messenger, and bike messengers ride fixed gear bikes that often skid instead of use brakes. That's it. Bike, bike messengers also wear shorts that are too long to be pants, but pants that are too short to be... They're called manpreys, and uh, if you had his calves, you could pull them off, John. People wear those. People wear those in Europe, like it's nothing. I don't know why people over here are weird about that. People make fun of Americans in Europe, like, oh, we know an American, we see it, but you can definitely find a European when they're in America, and it's not like a. My cat. I have good calves, Michael. Fuck you. Like, so one of our last my my only good features. Besides, bad personality, good calves. No bread. Okay, so the last segment I think we should maybe do before we sign off tonight is there's this one that someone wrote. It says, on this day, what happened on the day that the episode originally aired on? And I actually think that's a good idea. So let's see if we can get that. I think that was your idea, Allie. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, if it was, that's cool. But if not, whatever. That is a great idea. Oh, it's a great idea. All right, okay. fucking go. No, it is. I, I'm you look it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it right. August 8th. Do we all need to have like something to bring to the table? or Because I was not told about this. No, no, I'm just doing it right now. I'm literally pulling up Wikipedia. So episode three aired on August 8th. And on this day, several things happened. But I'm going to scroll towards the bottom to see if anything happened in more recent years. So nothing happened in 1997 specifically. But... In 2000, 
on this date, the Confederate submarine H.L. Hunley was raised to the surface after 136 years on the ocean floor and 30 years after its discovery by undersea explorer E. Lee Spence. That's crazy. Okay. That's pretty, I, I mean, I've got some bigger things that we can talk about. I mean, I didn't know that the Confederate Army had submarines. They're the first submarine used in a military engagement. Okay, if let me see if there's anything else interesting that happened on August 8th. Oh, you is know, that being 2000? In, in 1998, Canadian superstar Sean Mendes was born on this day. Get out. Wait, does that is very be, important. Does that have to be of that, that year, 1998? Okay, so one, the thing about that the Confederate submarine. Let's see, you're after the episode. Oh, because I was going to say the same day was when the United Nations was created and Russia declared war on Japan. And Nixon resigned from August or from office on August 8th. So that's pretty important. And Trump could have resigned today, but he didn't. Yeah, it's no, also not August 8th today, though. John, we don't know when this is going to come out. Freaking damn it! <laughs> You're so <laughs> right. Wait, is that an actual tequila sunrise now? No, <laughs> no, it's just still no tequila in there. <laughs> All right. On that note, wait. No, I want to really quickly run through segments that we did not get to. Maybe we'll get to next week. Maybe this will be like a bit, like how uh, Jimmy Kimmel never has. What's his name on the show? So we just do like. Wait, let's stop recording and go over to the house party. Well, no, because um, I want I want to have this on the record. You want to close? Close. We need like someone to close us out. Well, yeah. I want to do. I want to have this recorded so we have it. So I'm just going to run through it. So I'll I'll just do it. Segments that we did not get to, and we apologize, and maybe we'll get to them next week. But the what would the show be like if they had the ABBA catalog and be able to use their songs? During the episode, that was not another segment we did not get to. Was what is Brad wearing today? Um, we're not gonna even, I'm not gonna let you guys know, I don't want to ruin it, but maybe next week we'll let you know. What was what did we have for lunch? Something you might find out next week. We'll find out. That's the end of the podcast. But thank you for listening and let's play you out. Done. Here I go again. Done. 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 Done.